Okay, so lovely. I <laughs> I was a little hesitant to start some of these podcasts that I'm doing right now because as I mentioned earlier, it's like I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to step into these murky waters again of like revisiting some past troubles in my youth and all these experiences and moments that I had that were just like, you know, like at the moment they really didn't feel like, man, like, you know, like they were a part of um, an important part of my existence, right? To go through and all of that kind of stuff. But looking back, it's kind of fascinating to be like, no, everything was worth worth experiencing and going through and and just getting the lessons that were mine to get, right? So, you know, as I ponder on that a little bit, I'm like, you know what? It's all good. It's really all good. Cause like, okay, so for example, my next recording here is all about this idea of like, hey, what was it like to be ages 15 to 18, right? <laughs> okay, so I always start with the dark because I really feel like the shadow really helps enhance the light, right? So when I think about ages 15 to 18, like honestly, those were heavy years. Like it sure was a good thing that like within the first couple months of, you know, entering high school, that was when I had got baptized, right? Like my, in October, in the second month, I got baptized and it was such a night and day difference, right? Because at, at first going into this high school environment, it was like, oh yeah, there's so much pressure to look a certain way or to talk a certain way or to have this many amount of friends and you know, those kinds of ideas, right? And it was, and, or like you see people pair off and stuff, right? So everybody's got, it seems like everybody's got somebody that they like or somebody that likes them. And there's a lot of that energy going on too, right? So then it was always like this like weird space of like, well, I don't have anybody. So like, if I don't have anybody, then what am I, right? Like, cause so many people kind of define themselves according to, oh, which person likes them or which person they like and all of that kind of energy, right? So it was neat that I got to get baptized because it was like almost like me getting baptized was like a symbol to me of like, you know what? It doesn't matter who likes me or who likes who, who I like because clearly Heavenly Father loves me and I love him. So we're good, right? It was like, I'm a daughter of God. So I'm just going to walk every step like I'm a, a, a real daughter of God because I am. <laughs> so... It really freed me, actually. Getting baptized within the first couple of months of high school was like one of the best decisions I could have made for my high school career. And it was funny because I was actually hesitant before that because, you know, you know, leading up to high school, people always had this general feeling of like, oh, I can't wait for high school because then I can recreate myself and I can like let go of all the rules that I had created for myself before high school. And when I get to high school, I just get to let loose, right? That was kind of the general feel, like the, all the movies that we would watch as junior high people led to that kind of perspective. All the friends that I had kind of had this funny perspective, like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to my parents up until high school. And then once I get to high school, I'm gonna have all permission to break all the rules and do everything that way I want to because I'm almost an adult. So I get to like abuse all my power, you know? Like, and, and so I was just dreading. I was like, I don't want to go to high school because that's where everybody's just gonna choose to like break everything that they know and break themselves. Like, why do I wanna watch people break themselves and put myself at risk to be tempted to break myself too. But then I got baptized and so it was like I got to be this like ministering angel lady. Then I was like, I walked through the halls every day asking Heavenly Father who needs a smile, who needs a hug, and I just walked through every hall 
trying to do that, right? Like I didn't make any boyfriends and I didn't like have any best friends or anything. I was, my whole mission for those next three years was who needs a smile? Who needs a friend? Let's just do that. Let's get out of here, right? And so that was like really awesome, right? But like going into the dark, right? There was always that too, where it was like, oh, couple months in, let's do this, da 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 da. And then, you know, like one of my good friends that I had growing up, like I wasn't like tight, tight, tight with him, but I was good enough friends that we enjoyed a lot of sports together. We played together at recess during elementary school and we would, we just enjoyed each other. Sometimes I'd walk home with him and a friend and we would just like check out all his pets that he always wanted to show us, whether it was his snakes or tarantulas or geckos and all of that kind of life, right? So it was like, I just really treasured this friend that I had that I got to get to know anytime that I got to know, right? And and then one day there was the news like, oh, hey, he is dead now, right? It was like, uh, what? He's not, what? And it was like, you know, there's all the story background of what happened and everything, right? And it was just one of those things like, what? You know, like there was that. And then I think there was a couple other instances in the school within that same year or something where there was other people dropping like flies, right? And like, and it turned out that all the, all the staff and the students, like it just became a major focus of our school to be like, you know what? Mental health is more important than the grades, guys. So just, just stay alive. That's, that's a good goal for this year, right? And so that was good. And then like, you know, a year, couple years after that, I received a phone call, right? It was summertime, da da da, entering into like maybe grade 11 year or something. And then like my young woman's leader, so you need to go sit down. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you need to sit down so I can tell you what I called you to tell you about. It's like, what do you mean? She's like, just sit down. I'm like, okay. So I go sit down and she's like, so you know your friend from young women's da da da. Yeah, she's she passed away this weekend. I was like, oh my goodness, not again, right? I'm like, why do people keep dying, right? And it's like, you know, we go through the process. She had a beautiful funeral. Like it was just, it was good, right? And then like we move on to like another year down the road or something. And then it's like the announcement came of like, hey, you know your friend at seminary, his dad is, has passed away too, you know, like, and it was just like this whole emotional thing, like, you know, and it was such a special thing that that year there was trek, right? We all went to trek, even my friends at the seminary that lost their parent, where they we all went to trek and we all kind of buoyed together, um, buoyed together and, and just built each other up. There was beautiful testimony meetings, there was beautiful moments of just like helping support one another and helping each other feel like, yeah, we got this, we can do this, right? We can help each other out. Let's move forward kind of thing, right? So yeah, like there was just a lot of that going on within these like short three years. There was a lot of like despair, like just feeling a lot of like, where where's this all going? Like, this is so hard. This is just so hard to live a life where that like people just like, it's just such a surprise, right? Every t moment that we get where it's like, oh, you're not here anymore. And I don't even know when's the next time I'm going to get to see you again, right? Like, kind of permanently, right? It's just like this feeling of like, oh. But you know what? Amongst all of that hardship, right? 
it, it taught me so much, you know, like whether it was the first friend that passed and, you know, he wrote a letter to everybody publicly right before he passed. And he's like, hey, I just want everyone to know that I really had a hard time with life. I really suffered from a lot of depression and da 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 da. And he went on and on about just like how he just didn't know how to cope through it. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to find the supports. He, he thought he tried every, like everything that he possibly could and he just couldn't do it anymore, right? And that was the general energy of that. And then it was just so sad for everyone, right? Because we're just like, it was one of those moments like where all of us as friends were like, if he could only hold on for a couple more days or a couple more weeks or a couple more months, he would still be here. Because clearly, the everybody that went to his funeral, we like, we, we filled the whole space and then some, right? There was clearly such an amazing community that was ready to support this child, this this young man, right? But he didn't have enough faith to believe that people cared enough and that he could reach out, right? And he just kept it all to himself. And it was just such a sad thing, right? And it was just like, oh my goodness. And for like days and years after that, I would pray for him and be like, I am so sorry that you felt that way. And I can't see you and visit you right now, but I hope that you're having a good experience just learning about how much everybody loves you. Like I kind of have a sense that sometimes when people pass, they get to go to their funeral and they get to see an experience. Like I really hope he was there to see all the people that were crying for him and all the people that were just so sad that he wasn't there and that their hearts were totally ready to just support in any way possible, right? So that was that. And then, you know, and then moving on to like my other friend's funeral where it was like we got to be there and it was the most beautiful funeral I had ever been to. It was just like she was dressed in this beautiful dress that her mom had dressed her in and she just, she looked just as perfect as she always was, right? Like when she was alive and, and then like, you know, and everybody was smiling at her funeral, right? Like everybody was just so, like we were sad but we were glad because we knew how great of a life. She lived every moment fully, right? She always had this like bouncy smile and laughter about her. It was just top notch giddy gladness, right? Like she just oozed gladness all the time, every second of her 17 years of existence, right? It was just so, such a delight to know her and I always, kept her memory with me to be like, I want to be like that. I don't want to live one moment without remembering how glad and grateful I could be to like, you know, laugh a little in every conversation, right? And really let go, right? She had such an amazing attitude of letting go of the hard stuff and embracing the light and the goodness of good stuff and just living it up. Like she was just so full of energy, so full of songs, so full of just like, just vibrating, right? Like radiating, vibrating. I'm just so excited to see her again because like I just, I still miss her energy, right? I would just so look forward to every young woman's because I was like, oh my goodness, she's going to be there and it's just going to be a party. It's going to be the best ever because she's going to have her little like, I call it like a hiccup laugh. She had her like, ha Like it was just like this, like, ha Like I can't do it. No one could do it. She's the only one that could do it. It was just so fantastic. So I'm just so looking forward to seeing her again. 
Um, and then, you know, with my one friend and his parents' funeral, like, I don't, I don't remember if I actually went to that one, but I just remember the depth of sadness, right? Like, he left behind, like, three boys and a girl and, you know, like, it was just, and a wife and it was just such an abrupt passing that it, I just felt so shooken up with the family, like, for a while, right? And I was just so sad for them, right? Like nobody ever wants to anticipate that level of like emptiness of somebody in their life that they were expecting to be there. And then the next day they're not, right? Like those are just such sad times. And so thankfully years later, I got to get to know the, the daughter really well. Like we were pretty good friends. And it was just such a healing experience for me to be good friends with her because I got to know how much faith she had about the whole thing, right? Like she could just, you know, she could just move on from that experience in a very like clear perspective kind of way and and just move on, right? Like I, it was just so healing for me to see how much closure she had found about that situation. And like that's kind of some of my general senses about those things. And like in the next recording, I'll talk a little bit more about like some of the light, right? Like this was a little bit more of the shadows about my ages 15 to 18, but I want to talk a little bit more about the light and all the other things that were going amongst that, right? That I feel like were amplified even more because of all of these shadows.